Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are we doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon Vibrant, indeed. that. Are we all oh, all right? Vibrant. Vibrant energy. That's what we like. Yes. yes. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I know you were wondering, everybody. I did not get the onion ring, as promised. Oh, no, you didn't. When was remember? that from? <laughs> oh, from Tanks. <laughs> of course you can't Bush remember. the onion ring. Oh, from Tanks. Yeah. You need to be quick. You know what I'm you know, like with my onion rings, don't you? you Unbelievable. Good, you were good tank, weren't you? Oh, Brilliant. fucking hell. Raw, Raw stories. Stories. I mean, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't know be, I didn't know it was going to be as good as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? From There's been a few calls for number two. I already. know. Apparently, he's got, he's got number two in his locker and all he's said he? on, <laughs> on Twitter. It, it was what, like the lad who sent the video of the, the training ground thing. It was Wardy the Texas saying, you've got to get him on. Yeah. Got as his number. Obviously, you, you, you'd play with him, hadn't you? But he was, uh, he was outstanding, man. He was good. Yeah. He was bit, good. It happens quite regularly, but there were a few best ones. Yeah. Best best one yet. Yeah. We like them comments. Keep keep, keep them comments keep them coming. coming. They give us a bit, shit. They give us yeah. They give us a bit of a boost, don't they? You know, and we're having a, li- a little look back. through and, and whatever. The Who knows wins did well again. Sixteen hundred and fifty-five pound in the pot. It's, I, I love it, me. I, I, I do. I love it. You know, like, I'm, I'm fucking crap at it. Yeah, you I was going to say you're, you're struggling, aren't you? I think I've got three. I think I've got three results right in the last two weeks. <laughs> three results out of twenty. The lads were recording. We don't know the results yet, but mm. I know there's a couple of people in for over a grand. I had a good week last week, though. Yeah, I got six, six out of ten. Second, you come second, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Joint second with a few others. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many. He did but... over a grand, I think the winner. Oh, comfortably, yeah. We haven't heard from him, like. Oh, no, I was a bit disappointed. Will, right? Will Bob or something? Will, Will Bob. Will Bob, come Where on. Where are you, yeah. Will? He's, he's, he's jetting off, he's going to Carlton. He's, he's, he's just giving it big spuds in fucking uh, San Tropez with speed. <laughs> he's got a new white suit on, blue shirt, unbuttoned down halfway, and he's giving it fucking big licks in San Tropez. Who knows wins? So, yeah, as it stands, two games left to go, and there's... There's a couple in for There's over a grand. More than that a couple. will be a lovely Christmas bonus. Yeah, I think there's I think maybe 10, 12 who have got a chance of winning uh, uh, the, the lion's share of the money. And we've got one more league coming up over Christmas for the big... Uh, that Boxing Day? Boxing Day fixtures. Right. So, um, get on board. I don't know if I've been overstudying. You look too much well, into have it. You, have you been overdoing it, reading into the stats, the facts? Not, so much, not so much the stats, but I think I've been overthinking it. I've been trying to second-guess myself. No, uh, just, I shouldn't do that. No, just, just be yourself. Just go in and be yourself. Go your instinct. Attack, attack, attack. Thing is, you can always tell when he's doing well, can't you? Because you don't t- hear anything else. Yeah, there's but- the screenshots in the group. <laughs> like, I didn't win one, running right? commentary. So if you want to get involved in the league, get on over to the App Store, Google Play, 
who knows wins the under the cost league will be uh, up and running if you're not sure if, you, if you've got to, uh, one result where you're not sure where it's going to be up on an account in your missus name and play with play, play with twice one. yeah you can yeah uh, that's a good that's a good you know what I mean? If you, that. you can have different, you can have different uh, results, combinations. Yeah. So get on the so app yeah, store, get involved Google in that Play. One. Who knows wins under the cost league? Five pound in. It's worth a fiver, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, without well, a shadow of a doubt. Get your pals involved. I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of last man standings going about, and the the, the tech fucking mums. You know what I mean? If you want to be in out, get your door fuck off. Perfect. Perfect. It's the one to want to be involved with. Yeah. Christmas is here now. I know. Yeah. You finished your shopping? No. No. I've made progress have since you? last week, yeah. I've, uh, I think I've bought one present since last time. What have you gotten us? Fucking hell. <laughs> Frozen bag of onion rings. <laughs> <laughs> you look looking well today, Chrissy. Yeah, nice jumper you've got on. Smart. Yeah. Right, I was just in shock you haven't got the green, because normally Chris wears this, what, what would you say, it was a coat? I would say it's a A shacket. A, sh- yeah. a shacket. Yeah. A shacket. Army issue. Looks as though it's uh, it's been to fucking Iraq. Mm. I told you the iron's broke. It's heavy, so I only have to hang it up for a couple of hours. The creases are gone. You said that so in the first the ever episode we did. <laughs> so the iron's broke. So I went out on Friday and I had to get it out of the suitcase, give it a Febreze, and off you go. What that jumper? No, no, no. no the the, the, the Swiss shacket. Army. The oh, Swiss Army shacket. The, the military issue. Yeah, so it's not just work attire. You use it. That's it's oh, some of the best. So that's, that's the lock. <laughs> yeah, that, those weddings. That does weddings, funerals, interviews. We'll be out for Christmas Day, don't you worry. You can't wear that Christmas day. Surely not, man. Jesus fucking Christ. To be fair, nobody's made an effort today, have they? Nah. Let's be honest. Long journey down, wasn't it? Yeah, we've uh, gone far in the field, haven't we? Essex. For a few drinks last night. It's an interesting interesting place, Essex. Yeah. There's a guy at the bar, stereotypical Essex. He owned the bar. Wide, but, well, yeah. Paul and X are very, uh, very yeah, in in this neck yeah. of the woods. You can't like, everybody's got a longish hair, smart looking, slick back. Yeah, good looking bastard. It was definitely uh, Towie esque, weren't it? All very bronzed as well. But fair play, he, he's looked after us, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Sort the venue, I mean, took you, us to his other pub. Fit in around this neck of woods. I will. Like I'd say I'm adaptable. I can fit in anywhere. Yeah. You know that, John. Yeah, yeah, we're we're very we're very. You, we're, you took yourself for that as well. No, I, no, no. What I was saying. Yeah, is, we are. Yeah, yeah. No, what I, was, I was saying me and Chrissy we're very much with the spoons. Mm. Where that's it. Yeah, with spoons. With the spoons, not red lion. Job done. Oh, Another no. news. Congratulations, Mikey Vegas. Mikey Vegas. It's a good name, isn't he's it? He's not got a brother called Johnny, has he? <laughs> it's a good. Lives name. in Benidorm. Number one fan. Of the podcast, just in, just got engaged. Oh, and if we don't get an invite, if we, Mikey, if we don't get an invite, we're coming for you. Yeah, uh, and just to let you know, if everything goes tits up, pal, we'll be under the cost. We'll still be here for you when yeah. you're going through your divorce, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so all the best, mate. Another one from left field today, Clive Allen. Clive Allen, but well, uh, he's a bit of a legend, by the way. Mm. A lot of a legend, not just a bit of a legend. Yeah. I always remember the the Renga thing though, from when he was the big kickoff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll tell you us about it. You can't imagine Wenger holding in, holding his own in a fight, can you? <laughs> no, no. Not unless you get through that cumbersome jacket. Not unless you're you not going to get a good swing. No. In anyway, that. If he does get you under that coat, though, you're not getting hands, are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that'd be uh, his luxury item in jungle. That wouldn't it? That big fucking jacket. <laughs> 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 oh dear. So yeah. So we'll. Uh, 
Last of the series and all, by the way. Last of the series. Yeah. All for you, Patreons. Um, oh, no, no, it's, not, it's not, a, not a last of the series for you, Patreons. Oh, no, 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 no. We've got uh, Ray Parler on Boxing Day. Yeah? Yes, and uh, Carlton Palmer on the 9th of Jan. Brilliant. So, if that, if that, if that alone don't make you want to pay two quid, well, I, I don't know what you fucking want from life. Can I just say as well, the draw for the Tom Bowler was an absolute shambles. No. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Do you know what? When I first watched it, I thought shambles. And then I watched it again and I quite enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's it's just, just, it just does. It's <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's shit a, and it's just us. It's very us. Congratulations to your, to your winners. Uh, Patrick Jackson, by the way. It's a good prize. Fucking incredible prize. I mean, somebody, cheeky bastards, put on the YouTube, the total cost of all prizes was £8.92. <laughs> I'll tell you, you're not getting much change out of 300 quid for that Virgil shirt, by the way. I've, I've, I've checked. Oh, fucking on hell. On eBay. He, even better now, he's a world champion uh-huh. now. He's not just a fucking European... Where's, uh, he, where's he got that number from? The headphones are twelve ninety nine <laughs> alone. Them Wall's grooming kits—they they don't come cheap. Then you got to pay. You got to pay a pretty penny to make yourself look good. He said the postage would be more than the prizes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point though. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, well, Ray didn't leave us much change though, did he? So to be fair, if you're gonna uh, if you join the Patreon to try and win a prize, you're better off buying a fucking lottery ticket, aren't you? <laughs> Basically. Plenty more where they came from, though, weren't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we're getting a Ray Parler shine shirt. Mm-hmm. Old school one for, for top prize next year, next week, next Female month. Female grooming kit. Are yeah. we getting a f- female grooming kit? Yeah, we've right? got to keep it right, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies. What right? would be in a female grooming kit? Oh, dear. Chisel. Just in- <laughs> a chisel? <laughs> you fucking sexist bastard. <laughs> chisel in a trowel. <laughs> <laughs> It double, doubles up as fucking Bob the Building kit. <laughs> That's fucking scandalous. Yeah. I'll, take that. I'll take it back. Ch- what, chisel? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But if, you, like, if you're struggling for a Christmas present and your missus says, what do you want, what do you want? Just tell up, just pay for me Patreon for, for 12 months. So I'm excited about Clive after having a bit of a read. Have you done your research? Yeah. You know I've done my research. Train up way down. He was in the back room, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we were setting up the gear and he was headphones on. Do we get him in? Do you want to get him in? Shall we? Him in? Yeah. Come on, Clive. Clive. Sir Clive. Sir Clive. It's not Sir Clive, is it? Well, he is in footballing circles. He's a legend, man. Sir Clive. Come on down. <laughs> Mr. Clive Holland, how are we doing? Good afternoon, very good, thank you. Thanks very good. On. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. The new book's on the table. Yes, up That's front. first as well. That's the first. Yeah. yeah. Why did you not put my fucking book on the table? <laughs> <laughs> my book's never been on the table. Good marketing from Clive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, prop, it's a great prop, isn't it? I was looking at the clubs that you play for, very similar to John here, in terms of, we always joke about you being a home bird. I mean, Barnsley, Preston, you've always stayed north. And yeah, bar from Cardiff. Cardiff. Bar from Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. Spread your wings. Cardiff, Cardiff weren't too north, but yeah. 
people, people said that about me, but I went to Carlisle. Yeah, well, so and France. I went. I went abroad, yeah, for one year. I had so, a year in France. But you've, you've always liked to eat within the London borough. Sort yeah, of I was born, well born and bred in London. True, I'm a true Cockney. I was born in Mylan Road. Three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Would you believe? Jesus. Many many years it ago, it was written on it. Two weeks after my dad had won the double with Tottenham, so I was actually at Wembley in my mum's tum watching, <laughs> it, watching, <laughs> it, watching the FA Cup final, which they won. So, um, if I was born into a footballing way of life, it's it's what I know, it's what I've done, it's what I love. I just love the game. So, um, yeah, and all that, all that, all those stories are in the book. Yeah, yeah. We'll speak about your football. Later, but I just want to ask you about <laughs> it's a football podcast, but we, we tend to skim over it yeah. most of the time. I know what's coming, I know what's going. But um, I want to ask you about the Wenger. Mr. Wenger? Wenger? Mr. Is it Wenger? Is it Wenger or Wenger? Wenger for the French Wenger. Wenger. Well, yeah. Arsenal I, I, for a bit. 25 years. I won't say how I pronounce it. <laughs> Wenger. My, my, my mate. <laughs> my mate. The, Was it the man who, who hates to lose, and I'm, I'm a bad loser, I'm sure you are. But um, Arsene was one who, who just just wouldn't accept it, wouldn't accept losing. Um, we got into quite a bit of a spat at uh, the old Highbury. He took on Martin Yole, which wasn't a very good idea on the touchline. They went nose to nose. Well, uh, Martin Yole a bit handy. Martin could look after oh, himself. He, he, he looks a little bit hard. Looks, yeah. He looks like it. Yeah. And Arsene... I'm not <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you could knock him over with a fucking fart ass. <laughs> no, but the thing was, we we scored a goal. Two Arsenal players crashed into one another. We carried on. We scored a goal. I'm sitting five rows back in the in the in the dugout. Obviously, I was coach at the time at Tottenham. And as you do after the game, the coaches and staff go into the the, the opposition uh, manager's room. So me, Chrissy Hughton went in. We're sitting there. Pat Rice is in there, as is the other Arsenal staff. Always the same, always, you know, nice chat, glass of red, beer, whatever. And the door bursts open and in comes Arsene and says, I am not drinking with you, you are cheats. And I went to Chrissy, I went, I'm not having that, Chrissy. He went, what, what? And Chrissy, the perfect diplomat, Clive, 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 just go. I said, <laughs> Playing the fuck off, I'm off, I'm out of here. So as I sort of brushed past him and gone out, Chrissy sort of, he's moving it all over. And then... As is, you're just waiting to play them and win. Five games, they beat us five times. So I have to sit. I'm sitting on my. I'm sitting on my hands. We end up playing a semi-final against Arsenal, and we're we're absolutely mashing them. We are bashing them up, and I'm I'm, I'm like I'm jumping up and down on the seat. <laughs> and you're dying two rows back. You yeah, fuck yeah. off, <laughs> and I'm just I just want to I just you know just want to get up after the game. So as the game finishes, I'm the first up off the bench, hands out, shake hands, and he just completely pies me. Off he goes. Bypassed it. Right, wouldn't have it. Down the tunnel, so I'm gone. Steam coming out. And he got his hands in his uh, he long no, he's still he was trying. trying. To do it. <laughs> so off he goes down the tunnel. I chase him, and like I've gone, I've lost it completely. Well, you, what I didn't call him. What you can't shake hands. All this. Like all it was, I, um, and I'm still, I've still, my, my hand is still straight out. Well done, like oh, good game, like whatever you're saying. And he's not having it, and he's walked away. We've ended up in the tunnel, and we've got nose to nose. We're having a few words. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> got, <laughs> you can't imagine got a big got a big nose, <laughs> arsenal. Like, must have still been a meter off him. I, I was lucky because uh, Carlo, who was uh, Carlo Cudicini, who was at the the reserve goalkeeper. 
he has literally saved me from. I was swinging. I was. Would you were gone? Answers. I was gone. I'd, I would completely lost it. I'd lost it, and uh, he he grabs me just as my right arm's coming across, and just literally drags me into the dressing room. He says, "Coach, what are you doing? We've like we've fucking beaten it. We've we've like <laughs> we've meshed them, and, and he's taken me away." But the so you're biggest swing. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I, I, That's I was awesome, that, man. yeah, and of course, as these things do, it got up to the press room, and as I'm leaving the stadium, probably an hour, hour and fifteen later, I'm walking past the press room door, and as I go past the press room door, two journo's come out. Ah, oh, Clive, Clive, we heard there's a bit of a like spat in the tunnel after game. What, what, what did you say to Arson? And I've, I've. Complete. I was like, out. Have you not calmed down by now? Not really. No. You still. <laughs> and I've gone. Oh, what you mean? Two, two bob. And as soon as I've said it, I knew I've killed myself. Two bob bit. Shit. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> they made headlines out of it. I've got. In, I got in a lot of trouble at the club. From Tottenham. Tottenham were not happy. Not at all. They wanted me to write him a letter, apologise. It's not the way we do things. And I was like, no. And I didn't. And they, they didn't like it. Obviously, supporters loved it as they do, yeah. rightly so. But it was just, and it was, you know, it. He just can't lose. He couldn't. Which, which is, you, you are get, and it's, it is half a good thing as well. Is he a winner or whatever? He's a winner. Know. Yeah, he's you a winner. And, and the thing was, I, 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 I had nothing against him. It's just that you know, you know what football's like. You know, you bash one another up. You win, you lose, you draw. You have you you have to deal with it. Yeah. You have to handle it. And it was like. And he was like just dismissing us. It was like, and still have a pint after the game. He, he, yeah. You know, he, he should have just come in and had a, a drink with us. But no, he, he never came in. And, and from then, he never came into Spurs. And, and obviously, Harry was in charge then. Never came into the coaches' room ever again while, while we were there. He just wasn't having it. It's a good claim to fame, though, giving Arsene Wenger a, a ten count. Yeah, but if you'd have done it, I know. Carlo, Carlo made a save. What a save from Carlo. He can't have a menace as if he were a subkeeper. So, Arsenal supporters don't like me, fair enough. But that's the way it is. So, what do you do? You know, in these. After a game, you go in for, as you say, a glass of wine and all that. What do you actually talk about? Is it just basically just a bit of a formality and load of shine? If you're. Certainly at Old Trafford, Sir Alex had really good wine. Really, really good. Wine. Oh, so he just went in for a, a drink. And then he'd talk about the horses, and Harry would be talking about the horses. And so, so, so it had nothing to do with the game, it was just it, happened? It, it would eventually, it would get onto that. You'd ask about a player, and we, you know, we liked him, and what have you, and you might be sussing out about one or two that you might have been interested in, or he'll ask you about. And the, i tell you what, the one thing that always came up was like, who, who, who are your characters? Who are, who are the ones with you know with the, with the right attitude? Or your trust and yeah, it was always it was it always came back to that you know the, the, who are your leaders? That was always a question that yeah. every every manager and staff always asked about about your players. Do you think it was for think? Do you think it, they asked that thinking for in the two years, three years time for if they wanted to sign? Yeah, them, quite they? quite possibly. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and they might know of one or two of your youngsters as well. So along in the conversation, it'll be getting the know, feelers how, out. Yeah, how 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 good is it? You know, because obviously all the academies and the way that they, it works, they're all playing against one. They're all aware of what what's happening, what you're developing, what you've got. So 
yeah, there's a, there's a business within a business. It's, so, you're it's all very it's all very amicable. You're half you're half fucking snake in then, aren't you? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. half like yeah. It's, it's, the game, isn't it? it's the yeah. game. It's the way. It's the way it works. Yeah. So who were your leaders? Huh? Who were your leaders at that time? We had Michael yeah. Dawson. Always, everyone said, oh, oh, he look he looks a good character, and he he was. You know, who, who are your leaders? Ledley Ledley was in his way, yeah. but um, was he one of them that led by example so on the pitch? Absolutely, yeah. Ledley, he's amazing. Ledley, yeah. You can see that, can't you? Anyway, yeah. but he didn't think he was a train, did he? No, he couldn't. He couldn't train. Seriously, couldn't train. So his knees? His knees, yeah. He had a really, really bad. He had bad knees, but one really bad knee. It, it was a miracle that he played. He, he was, he's uh, extraordinary the way he could play at the level we did, and with the, with the, like the physical problems he had with his knees. It just shows how good he was. Yeah, and the exactly. fact that yeah. we just. Cut him yeah. out on a Saturday and he does the job in the Premier League. We, we, but it we, also shows how good he could have been then. If that's he right. Not, if he yeah. not, not had the, the bad Berties, like. Yeah. You know, well, Noradine Nabet came from Spain and Noradine was like 32, what a very experienced centre half. Remember him, Johnny? A real character. Can you remember him? Noradine, what? Nabet. Nabet. No, well, really, I must have missed him. Really, <laughs> really experienced about real character. And the first week in at the club, and obviously he played against Barcelona, Real Madrid, all of and, uh, the, and you, you, it's not long before you work people out, players out, and you, you can have a bit of banter with Noradine. Come on, tell us about you know, tell us about this. What do you think? Like, who are the who are the players? Who, who could go and play? Who could go and play in Spain? And he went straight away. He went, there's only one. He's like, only one. We thought we got a decent team here. He went, there's only one. He said, the, the king. He said the king could play Real Madrid, Barcelona. The king. He's, he, He's like number one. He, he picked him out straight away. Yeah, that's how good he, and that yeah. was that was within a few days. Did that suit you being a good cop? You know, like coaches and assistant managers. There's a good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Was that something that you enjoyed doing? Just you know, being you're almost mates with the lads, aren't you? First yeah, some of the coaches. You, you, but you have to be. I think you have to be. It, it, you, you're what you are. I, you know, I think because I was born into it. Football was a way of life. I was. It was. It was what I knew. It's the way I lived my life. So I was in and in and around, you know, QPR six years of age when my dad played there. He was manager there, and so I grew up in and around dressing rooms, in and around that that sort of environment. So I didn't know any different. It yeah, was like, like you know, normal. Chat, chatting to the lads and whatever. That that was the way it was. And you, know, you 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 get a sense. You get a sense of how players are. You know, there's miserable ones. There's there's funny ones. There's there's you know. There's talented ones who don't say too much, but um, so I, do, I just, I just love that, just love being involved, love being part of it. You know the, you know the good cop though, the good cop does get some hammer. Oh, of course he does. Do you know what I mean? You know, like when there's three players out of the team who think they should be in it, and yeah. they're like, "Why the fuck am I? Why is he not yeah. picking me?" Especially, especially when you have to take them the day after <laughs> yeah. games, Sunday morning. <laughs> coming in Sunday morning to, to train because they haven't played or haven't been involved the day before that's hard work yeah. that's hard work as a coach and you know you know you're going to get the grief but you know well, yeah but it was Harry who made that he knows fuck all that red nap he's on about I'd play you but the best one was Ramos when Ramos came in as a manager from Spain and he basically I was taking a reserve group and he, he basically said, I said, one day, how, how do you want us to work? Do you want us to work in, in tandem with you if you need any of the reserves? Clive, I give you players, I don't want those players. So what do I do with them one day? Whatever you want. 
Really? Whatever you want. Said, well, but we, you might need them one day. You get a few injuries. No, he said, I give you players I don't want. It was so black and white. It was, was that disheartening for you? Uh, no, because basically I then could do almost, yeah. you could do what you Free want. Free reign. Yeah. Who was, who was involved in that then? Who, who did he bomb off straight away? Well, we had a, we had a few. Um, Steve Malbronk was one of the like really, really good pro who was regular in the first team that one day I thought, no, he's not part of it. He gave me seven players. Um, Adel Tarat was one of them as well at that Bloody time. Hell, yeah. well, they, they were, they, there was players. There was really, and, and it was like, and they, but they knew, they knew because of the way he worked. They knew they were out, they were gone and there was no way back. And that was one, that was one of the big things that Harry did that was so good that when he took over from him, he got, he got, where they had a squad of 20, 20, say they had 24, he worked with 24 one day. First morning, he's got 34 players, 34 pros on the first team pitch. Got them all together. Right, right, lads. Because he's, he's pulled me in the morning. Harry's gone, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got two points off eight games. He's just like, look at, look at this squad of players. I said, well, Harry, to be honest, they're frightened. So he said, what do you mean they're frightened? I said, the ones who are out are out. They're gone. The ones who are in were playing frightened, playing scared. So go, what, what do you mean? So, well, if they make a mistake and he bombs them, they know they're gone. So they were absolutely. That, yeah. that is, that's the ultimate bomb right. squad. That the yeah. only in the bomb squad, you, there's no way back. No return. Yeah. That's right, and that's how it was. So he went, don't worry, I'll sort that. So of course, 34 pros on the first team pitch first morning. I said, look, I'm not silly. So the lads, are, you know what the lads are like? They're all like, <laughs> what's he going? He said. Can only play eleven. I'm going to upset some of you. I'm going to make some of you get. You're going to be back in the side. He said, "But I tell you what, it's not like what it's been." He said, "So you've all got a chance. Let's get on with this. Two points in eight games. Fucking disgrace." He said, and we went. And all of a sudden, what happened was the ones that were in, they all went. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Can you I've see the left? Oh yeah, absolutely straight away. And the ones that were out, they were like, all the other lads are like, oh, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, the whole, the whole mood of the place just went, lifted, <clears throat> and bang, we went on a run. We went, we finished, I think we finished seventh or eighth at the end of the season from, from like second bottom. That's how easy, all it needed was that, right, yeah. lads, yeah. You're all, yeah. you, you've all you've got, got your chance. chance. Mm-hmm. He, said, I can't, he said, I can't do any more than that. You've got a chance. Some will play, some won't. Some will like me, some won't, but that's, and it all of a sudden he just completely changed the whole atmosphere at the club and boom it took off even if it's just lip service even if you're just yeah. saying it yeah. the, the exactly. amount of confidence that them lads are getting from that yeah. and then yeah. they can play their but way the back one, in the, the team ones, the ones that were really affected by it were the ones that were in the squad that were absolutely petrified they, seriously so they're mm. in the squad they're thinking it doesn't really matter what I do I'm yeah. still in it because yeah. Yeah. they are fucking in three fields down yeah, but, he said, but they didn't want to be down there they didn't want to, they didn't want that yeah. So it was. It, was Tabata uh, um, when Harry arrived? Tabata or Tarabata? Tarabata, Tarabata, Adele, did, yeah. Did he change because no. you were here a few stories? Adele, Adele came in and he said, I am the new Zidane. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to build a team around me. Hold on, Adele, you're, you're not. <laughs> yes, but I am. Like, what age will he have been here? He, he was about 17, 18 when he came. And he said that at that age? Yeah. He Jesus believed it, yeah. How did you deal with him? Talent. You couldn't. You couldn't deal with him. 
So the first few games, Harry's in charge. I'm taking the reserves. He's up. He's upstairs, Harry. Adele starts the game. You knew within five minutes whether he was going to have a game or not, because the first one he'd try and flick through someone's legs. If he got it the other side, that's bingo. it. Bingo. Put your bet on, lads. Yeah. Put your bet <laughs> right. on. If he didn't, then he'd try absolutely impossible things and he'd just go from bad to worse. And he'd just spit his dummy out. A couple of times, it's like you look up and there he'd go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the kids, right? Well, you might have two or three kids on the bench, like get yourself warmed up. Look up and he'd go, leave him on, leave him <laughs> on. It's like, sit down, boys. It's like, oh, he was. He was Impossible because we played against McCupiah. Yeah, see Neil Neil Warnock used used him well. Neil just said go and play, and he told all the other lads from what I was told, just like let me deal with him. I'll deal he'll, with him in a different he'll, way. He'll, to he'll drive you absolutely mad, but I'll take the responsibility. But he'll win us a few games, and he did, and he could, he yeah. could. But at, at Spurs, he he just wasn't consistent enough couldn't rely on him and the other lads basically the other lads yeah. they weren't you yeah, know that's a different level. exactly yeah. it's a different level the yeah. Premier League is a different level than the Championship yeah. where if if you've got a group of 10 players who are all 6.5 7s out of 10 good Championship players but you've got one Zidane Zidane you can cope with that and he, and he could he won, he won games with, they got promotion yeah. mm-hmm. so it was a way of using him, and he had the, he had ability. He did have ability, but so. the most difficult player you've worked with, would you say? Adele, yeah, yeah, yeah. Complex character, difficult, yeah, very, very. But a talent, a real talent. What to say? How far do you think he could have gone? He could have done anything. He, he literally could have done anything. It could have been the next Zidane. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, he make three people. Yeah. When, we, when I, I think I was at Preston, we played again. He made three people on the halfway line, went through and stuck in the top corner. Yeah. I think I was the first one. I really, it was well, a desperate lunge. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> I just run but thirty he, yards to try and fucking close him down. No wonder how my legs were all a bit gaff. He was a, he was a talented boy, but he, he never fulfilled. You know, he never had the career he should have had. If you know what I mean. But uh, no, real character. How did you find that writing the book? Did you going right back to the beginning, looking back at your career from the start? Yeah. Did you find it therapeutic? Did Absolutely. You find it? Yeah. 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 I'm glad. Uh, from that point of view, it was. It really was. It was something that was emotional at times, and just just the memories coming back reliving as well, them. And, and reliving them, yeah. and yeah, and it's amazing, like you say, the, what what you remember, just little little details that you remember at the time, and how it was, and what it was like, and could you yeah. remember um, the details? Most of it, yeah, yeah, most of it. You get it out of sync at times, and obviously, you know, chronologically, it doesn't always, not always. But you remember when when you refer to certain incidents, it, it, that comes back to you. Yeah, yeah it, it was, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It really was. My missus said to me, you know, when I wrote my book, and she's like, you know, everything, don't you? Like about. What goal you scored here and what goal? She says, "Why can you not remember my fucking birthday?" <laughs> I, said, well, That's right. I said, "Well, I'm, it's not that exactly important to me, is it?" <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm the same. Yeah, exactly. Strange reliving that signing for Arsenal moment because you were at QPR, with you know, I was, yeah, I was the 18. first million pound plus teenager. Yeah, and then the game's gone mad. The press, press obviously blew up on it and said you know what what's happened to football it's gone crazy 1.25 million what's happened to the game 1980 yeah yeah 
And Tommy I don't Doug- mean to make you feel old here, but I weren't even bought. My mum and dad were just fucking shutting me yeah, out. I know, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a dinosaur. I know him. I know him. But Tommy Doggerty was the manager of QPR, and he rung me. It was the end of the season. Season finished. It was summer summer break, and he rung me. He said, "Clive, I, said, I didn't know who it was. It was like it was Tommy Doc." He said, "Oh, Gaffer, I said you're right." He said, "Yeah." He said, "You're going to a great club." <laughs> well, you, you think I'm in, I'm in Magalove yeah. I know I'm going to fucking go boomerangs going to a great club and he said we've done a deal with Arsenal Terry Neal's going to ring you and that was it signed went to see Terry Neal signed four year deal went away on holiday come back did pre-season played two and a half pre-season games and as we returned from Belgrade having been in, in uh, Belgrade for a tournament weekend tournament it was the Monday morning, we returned to London and again, no mobiles, all that sort of stuff in those days, walked through the airport and all the, all the newspapers are carrying a story, <laughs> Arsenal are trading Alan for Sanson. Two and a half pre-season games? Yeah, 63 days I've been there. Did you score in these two and a half pre-season no, games? No, I didn't. I'm not, <laughs> we're not surprised at that. <laughs> That's a harsh to game. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we fucked up. We fucked up. We, we, I went in on the Tuesday and on got in and obviously my dad, my dad was a uh, you know a great advisor over the years because of his experience having Knew played and, word, and he said look just go in he said if the manager calls you have a word of him I'm sure he'll like you know he'll dismiss it so as I arrived at the training ground Don Howe who was then coach to Terry Neal was the manager Don says uh, you need to go back to Highbury back to the the ground see the manager he's at the, he's at the ground so I'm thinking this is this is, you know where you get that. We're not. It's, it's, it's not, feeling. It's not good. This, is, this, this is not what. This is not a normal children. No, and, and also, you think, hold on, I should have trained first. If there's nothing in it, you're going to train yeah. first, and then he's going to tell you after. So I drove back from the what was Colney, the training ground, back to Highbury, went into his office, and Terry, as as, as he was, he said that you probably read the newspapers. Yeah, well. Um, thinking he's going to say, well, there's nothing in it. He it's went, a load of bollocks, mate. It's yeah. nobody. Clive, don't worry. It's a load of bollocks. He said. Um, we we want we want Kenny Sanson. Oh, hold on a minute. Just you know, I've signed a four year deal. And I, he said, yeah. He said um, the only way we can do the deal is if you go to Palace and Kenny comes this way. Did that hit you psychologically as a young lad? Did you think what? Two yeah, and a half games? I was. What, yeah, I was eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, and I I said, and to be honest, again, maybe just because of the insight I'd had to the game, I said to him, but you just. Just paid 1.25 million for me, he, and he, he came back with the old, "Well, if you don't go, you won't start on Saturday." Oh, so they were, they were that they felt and that strongly like, about it. See, I, 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 you were probably half lucky that you you knew about it. You know, if this yeah. is just a, a a kid who's never been anywhere near football, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. fucking yeah, crumble. exactly, it just fucking yeah. crumble like a. I, I, I and I did I know I did come back I said well Terry I said boss you, you don't play me I said you've spent all that money on me you don't play me I said the crowd would go like crowd would go mad and really you know dad had given me that sort of insight so you, into, you, you, and he went he went well say. he said uh, you won't play okay fine I said well if you give and, and in those days it was like well, if you give me permission I'll go and speak to Terry Venables who was manager of Crystal Palace and uh, so on the Wednesday, and ironically, my dad had signed Terry Venables from Tottenham to QPR. The families we'd grown up in, in Dagenham in in in, uh, in in London, where the families had grown up together over the years. So we, they, they, and as as he's Venice on the Wednesday, we meet in the hotel in London. He comes bowling along, 
dad's come up and I remember my dad said to him tell what the fuck's going on and he went look he said do you want to come and play for me or not and that was it that was that was his spiel and I looked at my dad and dad went well it's up to you and then obviously it was all the 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 arrangements, the deals were all done. And we're at Palace at this time. Palace had just come in at the top flight. Right. They were the team of the eighties, a very, very good young team that Terry Venables had developed. Yeah. Um, great things were thought of them, and and obviously a lot of very talented young players. And he just said, "Look, I, I see. I want, I want you to come and play for us." Um, and that was it. We went to Liverpool. Anfield on the opening day of the season so this was on the Wednesday well, I want to cycle after that well <laughs> so we go to Liverpool we didn't touch the ball for like half an hour we're 2-0 down after 20 minutes like uh, Doug Leash Rush uh, unbelievable Hanson Lawrence and uh, champions the they team were, they, yeah. they were the, the team. team and Arsenal went to West Brom and won 1-0 I'll never forget it <laughs> you know, things are imprinted yeah. in your head so yeah. obviously now you know like at the time you just say well I'll tell you what then you've just paid all this money for yeah. me uh, whatever your contract were did you say well give me X and I'll leave well no the, 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 the craziest thing of all was that when I signed for Arsenal you got 5% of the sign, uh, transfer fee as a signing on fee right Right. that was abolished that summer oh right so when I spoke to Terry Venables they said, well, we'll take over your Arsenal contract and you get another signing on fee, right? So without thinking, we went, okay, fine. So I got another 5% of the... Oh, so you got right? both of them? Yeah, so I got both of them, but, <laughs> but I should have sat there and gone, no, I want 10%, not 5%. Yeah. Because it had been abolished, but obviously it never happened. So yeah. no, one, no one really knew, you didn't have agents, yeah, so it wasn't yeah. an agent doing that deal for you. But I got back in the car after signing for Crystal Palace, and my dad, who again, who experienced in football, and he turned to me and he went, "You know what, son?" So I said, "What's that?" He said, "You've just won the pools." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, well, "Not worth the lottery then." So I went, "It was the pools." It was the pools. I went, well, "What do you mean?" He said, "You've just won the pools," because I just got two signing on fees in yeah. within 63 days. And did you see it like that, or did you think no, I just signed? I, yeah. I didn't have. I didn't have any. You, you just don't understand I didn't understand it but you just thought I've just signed for Arsenal they've paid this this amount of money for us yeah. and the fucking is off after yeah. two and a half pre-season yeah. game because that, I don't think that is money, money doesn't I, matter I, does I it think, I think that was one of my frustrations going all the way back to Mr Wenger with Arsenal yeah do you think that was an underlining well they, they, I, I've so got you, this you, want, you, wanted to twat a, you wanted to twat an Arsenal manager yeah. from about fucking 30 but, years but in, a, in a subconscious way I think it probably was just it was always there yeah. that I had this you know you took that dinosaur out of you and of course <laughs> obviously later on in my career going to Spurs and playing for Spurs and that rivalry the natural rivalry that there is anyway and that, that's the way it's did you win to Palace like I'll, I'm going to fucking show you yeah, I wanted to prove was people that in your wrong. Head? Yeah, yeah, it was, um, and it was, it was really, yeah, it was really. Um, I won the pools as well, so it bought us all right. Yeah, but in it, absolutely, in all honesty, to this day, the money, the money mm. side of it, the wages, anything, you know, just going from QPR to Arsenal, <coughs> my my salary like what well, quadrupled, and, and but it, that was never that was never the issue. I was like, I was still trying to, I was still trying to make. Establish yeah, yeah, it's a pride, isn't it? As yeah. well, you think? Just, and I wanted all I wanted to do was play, and I think Venice knew that. That's why. That's really why I went to Palace because I'm thinking, right, I'm going to go there. I'm going to play, and I'm going to. 
prove people wrong. Is, at it? 18 as well, all, all you've got is your, your, your board to your mum and dad. Are you still your mum and dad? Yeah, living at home, yeah. You're to your yeah. mum and dad, and then you be your money, and, and it, that's all you've got. So yeah. the money aspect of it is it not was, a yeah. massive mm. issue. No, that's right. Exactly. Whereas if you, yeah. if you were yeah. 28, it would be different. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. pay your mum and dad the board, go and yeah. play football, go and get pissed. Job yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. That's what it were. As, yeah. as, as simplistic as it is, that's yeah. what it were. But that year at Palace was... I grew up so quick. That was very, very tough. It made me. I would say it made me. It made me. I became. I went. I went there as a kid, and I came out a year later at the other end and went back to Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. Almost a, a year to the day that I'd left to go. Was that to Terry Arsenal. Venables again? Yeah. Because what happened was three months in, Terry leaves Palace. He goes to QPR. It's crazy when you think about it now. Like, Terry Venables leaves, goes to QPR, my first club, and at the end of that season, he buys me back to QPR from Crystal Palace having been away a year mm, and been yeah. an Arsenal and Crystal Palace player. Yeah. What was tough about her? Just, just um, you know, the, the players, because you've got this price tag on the expectation and, you know, it was it was a tough school. Palace was a tough school. We're talking 80-81 here. I can imagine the players in 80-81 were a lot different to the players now. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I, I, they'd call oh, a, yeah. a fucking spade a spade. Look, you've just cost us... 1.2 yeah. million quid fucking sweet you've mm. been shit by the way we're half, we're half yeah. an hour exactly we're half an hour into the podcast you know, we haven't mentioned the, the drinking school the drinking culture which is usually the first yeah, thing that's that comes first. out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, which one I was I was I, I was never really a, a, I wasn't a drinker when I played it just just something that I, I didn't do I wasn't a I wasn't a drinker really yeah so Saves a couple of quid up my bill, this, I, <laughs> I am now. <laughs> well, then, of course, the, the biggest thing was when I went, went to France, when I went to Bordeaux and, and lived, lived in, in the Medoc, which was like, you know, best wine in the world. That was an education. And, uh, it was. So I like I liked my red wine. And, so you were, yeah. Ferguson had a connoisseur walking yeah. through the door when he, well, no, when I he just, had his I, it was, it, I was fortunate to go to that part of the world and, and experience experienced that where I was living and the whole the whole thing you know it was a cult it was a massive cultural thing that that um that I, I to this day I say you know it was it was fantastic to have experienced that was that something you always wanted to do play abroad yes yeah I'd, I'd and what happened was I was going out of contract at Spurs um and before freedom of contract and I was 28 and if I was going to play abroad that was the if it the opportunity it had to be then yeah. and uh yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm glad I did it. We had a year there. There was there was highs and lows, and the, the whole experience was 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 good and bad. But it was something that, like I sit here today, and I always say it, that I I didn't want to be sitting anywhere in later life saying, oh, I wonder what that would have been like. I wonder yeah, what, I wonder yeah. But I I did it, and I I I I enjoyed the experience. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean Bordeaux. I mean we'll come back to Spurs. But I mean they were a. They were a false in France. Well, I was sold. I was sold Bordeaux by at that time a journalist who, who was an expert in French football, and he said, "You know, you're joining the Liverpool of France." So I went, oh, "What do you mean?" He said, "They win every year. They win something every year. The league, the cup, and for ten years, that period through the eighties, they did. They were they were the dominant team. There was reasons why they were, and financial irregularities and oh, all right, that sort okay. of stuff. But they were, you know, Tigana was captain." Fantastic. Um, Dugaray. 
Duguri came. He was a young player when I went there. Christoph was was Lisa Azu, the left back, was was just emerging. Emmanuel um, was the was the manager who took France to win the World Cup. He was the coach of Bordeaux then. And what happened? They had a centre forward by the name of Bernard Lacombe. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he was like he, they always thought that he was like an English type centre forward. So well, no, you know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so he plays for Bordeaux for ten years and retires. And then they think, right, we've got to go and get an English centre forward. So they bought me and they got it completely wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. That's what I mean, because there, there weren't many going abroad. No, uh, Glenn, and, Glenn and Mark, Glenn, Glenn Hoddle and Mark Haley were at, were at, um, they were at Monaco. Um, Mo Johnson was at Nantes. And then there, it was a, there was a splattering. There was a few German players, one or two Brazilians. Uh, Valderrama was there, the Colombian. So there, yeah. was, there, was some, there were some big players in French football but not many English, not yeah. many English players. That's what I mean, to, to, yeah. to, to go and pluck you out of English football to go and sign for the Liverpool of French football. Yeah, there was, I, I don't know how it come about, but it happened just before, basically just before I was a free agent because Spurs wanted me to go, they knew I wasn't going to sign a new contract, so they wanted to move, so they, they eventually they did a transfer. With and it was it a culture shock when you got there? Yeah, massively, yeah. So we're going old school they, English they, football they, they, didn't, yeah, those, they, they didn't drink those boys didn't drink no they, they, no they were coffee, very coffee coffee and they'd they, they, they have a glass of wine Marlboro Light oh, <laughs> no unbelievable the yeah. smoking was un, they all did <laughs> I've been, yeah. I've been to Chigana, I've been to France Chigana, Chigana at half time <laughs> yeah. I've been to France mate. <laughs> you're right <laughs> we did a caravan he's park. right he's right though they'd, we, sit, they'd sit from two o'clock to eight o'clock at night they'd have six coffees and yeah Forty Marlboro Lights. Yeah, but they didn't drink. But they didn't, fit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't drink, so they were all right. <laughs> no, the the the, uh, the the training, the conditioning, the whole the whole thing was an education. It really was. So I, I played a stone lighter there than I did at Spurs when I was when I was well, I would say was in my prime. And I went there, and the way we trained, I've never run so much in my life as we did there. A different approach to condition and everything. everything yeah, I had blood tests. I had blood tests. The first, uh, the, the funniest story I tell about that is that we had blood tests first first week in. We had blood tests pre-season. We did the we did the, the pre-season at the training camp, which was absolutely stunning. It was a chateau, beautiful grounds. So, so first week in, they said you got to go in and see the the doctor. So why is that? You're going to have a PK like uh, blood test. Oh right, okay. So a week later, the doc walks in through the dressing room, goes round, and he's talking to everyone about in French, which I didn't understand like, about the, what their, their tests. So he said, right, we, we went out and trained, come back, and there was like these bags of what we thought was like brown sugar, right, on everybody's thing. So they said, just take it home, sprinkle it on your cereal in the morning, you'll be fine, right? So three weeks later, or four weeks later, exactly a month it was, month tests, have the blood test. He comes in the next day, he's going around, he's talking, like we had Enzo Schifo was there, the Belgium, uh, Stopira, Yannick Stopira, centre forward, and Tigana used to train next to me, uh, change next to me, captain. So as the docs come around, all of a sudden he's coming to me, he's shaking my hand. Clive, magnifique. Hemoglobin levels are like oh, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you even know what hemoglobin level were back then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, oh, great! Like, yeah. Mer Cheers, Doc. Mer Mercy, Mercy, Boku. So he goes out. I turn to Tigana to Jean. I say, Jean, like the uh, guess you say, 
And he went, he just didn't, he went, just wagged his finger, he went, thinking, what the fuck have I been taking for four <laughs> weeks? But my, everything's right. So he said, so I didn't take it. And after that, never took, never took it again. It was literally, God knows what, I don't know to this day what it was, but for that month, obviously, my levels were perfect. <laughs> so it could have been a performance enhancing or- Could have been. A masking agent or something. Well, it could have been, whatever it was. It was, it, it did was, the job. It, let's just say it was an additive. It was something. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible, absolutely incredible, yeah. So do you think the club, Said to the doctor, just sort him out, just do give him well, whatever just fix it, make sure he's good. Looking yeah. back on it now, yeah, they, mu they must have done, they must have done. They, they were doing something, no wonder they were fucking Liverpool or France. I know. Yeah. It's like Rocky Four, isn't it? Like, and to this day, I don't know what it was. What it might, I don't know what it might be, nothing, but it. it it made my, my blood you good. go for the experience or did you go for the money or a bit of well, I I was out of contract at Spurs Venners was in charge he just arrived from uh, Barcelona so it was the third time that I was working for him he knew I was out of contract he said look we want to talk about your contract so I said well yeah of course I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to talk about it but I've let it run because I want to go and play abroad he said to me I can't say to you don't go abroad can I I've just been in Barcelona yeah. for four yeah. years he's had all I said great so he said um he said, I'll speak to the chairman and then I'll come back to you. So he called me in and he went, um, we'd like to offer you a new contract. So I said, okay, great. They offered me 10 grand a year more, right? 10 grand a year more. And I was at the end of a four year deal, which obviously was four years old. So you, you're talking about improving your contract. Yeah. right? And he was embarrassed, Venice was embarrassed. He went, he said, I don't think you're gonna like this. <laughs> so I went, joking aren't you I'd been footballer of the year the year before and I knew obviously you know what people are on at other clubs and, whatever. and I went is that it he went yeah and so I, what, what would be uh, no, no, obviously don't know, you know, but what would have been the average uh, of top class centre forward wage in 88 I don't want to know 150 you. grand a year and they'd offer you another 10 they'd offer me 10 right right so when I went to France, they, my contract was 10 times what Tottenham had offered me. 10 Jesus. times? 10 times, right. May we, may we. <laughs> exactly, and that sort of made my mind up. Then that remind you like, of Footballer of the Year? The year before. So they offer you, yeah. you offered the same contract and a piece of cheese. Yeah. Basically, basically, it was it, you food, know, always food, food again. <laughs> always I like food. Before, mate, I, I like before it's all I eat, man. <laughs> and and as I say, once 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 that had happened, and Terry Venables was manager, I'd worked for him. It was the third time I was going to work for him. He wanted me to stay, but it was the club's decision. There, there was one other reason as well that that I didn't know of until that. I think they'd already lined Gary Lineker up to come from Barcelona, right? Coming yeah. from Spain, because because Venables, Venables would just work with Lineker. with Lineker at Barcelona. So I think that 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 was already in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. So they, it, it wasn't like they were falling over backwards to make me, you know. Well, of that because we've we've got half an idea they'll not accept it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a bit of that, but but then my negotiations in France were, you know, it was mind blowing in terms of there that. It was the first time I'd used an agent. Was that because you're going abroad? Yeah, and he knew the going rate. He knew how it works. So was there more was there more money in France than in England then? Yes, yeah. 
before we go back to those days at Tottenham, I, we need to ask at Bordeaux, obviously Eric Cantona came. Eric, yeah, he came. And that was at the, the pinnacle of him going off the rails, really, because oh, he'd he just been... He'd been banned from the French national team. He yeah. just thrown his shirt at the yeah at his the coach's face. That's right. Yeah. What did he get but, subbed? Yeah, and he took his shirt off. He walked off. He walked it, off. Chucked to the bench straight out of the tunnel. Then was he, he turned, another adult to that? Was he? Oh, he was worse than oh. that. <laughs> but he, every right to be really just he, how, how established he was. But he said before he went to Bordeaux, he never played in France again. Well, that was that was that was what was said, and then all of a sudden he turns up at Bordeaux. And everybody, and and the thing was, he wasn't allowed in the rules. That wasn't allowed. So Bernard Tappy and Claude Bez, who were basically the presidents of Marseille and Bordeaux, were making the rules up as they went along. Because you had a, a a roster of players, and we, I remember we wrote off a player injured so that Eric could come in, but that wasn't allowed. But yeah, it is because he's not going to play anymore. What do you mean? He's not going to play. He's injured. He's not playing anymore. So it's like we we we'll get rid of him, and we now they we can now like throw him in the fucking river. Well, didn't they? It, 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 it wasn't that no, was, I don't know where he went actually. Jean Marc Ferry, I think his, his name was, and he, he he then wasn't going to play anymore for the rest of the season. And Eric comes in, and he plays. He plays for Bordeaux. So the, yeah, the, that swagger. Can yeah, he was a young, he was, he, yeah, young, young pretender. But he, you could see he had a, he had an arrogance, he had a confidence in his so ability. Will have been what age? Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he, it was it was um, about two years before he came to England. But the the craziest thing was in the French Cup, you play at a neutral ground in the third round or the first round of the French Cup. You play at a neutral ground that is nearest to the lesser team. So we, we, we play at Beauvais in northern France against this, this side, third division side. We draw 1-1 normal time, goes to extra time, goes to penalties. So bearing in mind, I played for Bordeaux in Paris and missed the penalty. Joel Batts, unbelievable. I, I have to describe it. Unbelievable saying top four. <laughs> top four. Right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Was it? He got in his it, 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 when it's an unbelievable yeah, save. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Banks-esque. Oh, it was better than that. Right? <laughs> he plucks it out the top corner. We draw in Paris. Return back to Bordeaux the following morning. Get the call to the president's office. The president says, because it's like the end of the world, Bordeaux have drawn with, with um, Paris. And, like, you should have scored the winning goal with a penalty. Well, Mr. President, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you must go away. Three times he did it that year in Bordeaux. You must go away. What do you mean? I must go away. I'll explain why it was happening. Well, where, where have I got to go? Just go back to England and find yourself a team, right? Okay, fine. Well, it doesn't mean go away from the office. It <laughs> yeah. meant go away go, from the go, country. Go, the... the club. Go away from the club, right? So, bear in mind this. This had happened three times through the season, and basically, what what came to light a number of years later was that he's. 
trading players in and out every season, but taking out of every transfer, Claude Bez, right? So we play the cup game, Eric's playing, we go to penalties, the lads are in the little huddle, so Xhaka uh, comes out, who's going to take a penalty? So I'll, put, I'll, I'll take one, Jasper's, Jasper Olsen, I'll take one. Lads, look at me. Take a penalty? Oh yeah, oh, you you missed it in Paris. You, well, I'm, I still got still got the arse. I'll take it. <laughs> <in Paris. laughs> I still don't like to score a penalty because so, I missed. So one. I take the penalty score. Yes, but we end up. It's all it's all level. Four four each. Five penalties. Eric comes up. So it's it's been pissing down with rain. It's a muddy pitch, horrible pitch, like a, an amateur ground up Beauvais up in northern France. So with that, he runs up. He stumps the penalty, yeah, right? The goalkeeper's dived, he's gone, the goal is gone. He doesn't cross the line, he sticks in the mud. Right? Oh, she's gone for the old, what? He's gone for the Padenka, right? Yeah, the old, I've seen but this But he yeah. stubbed it, he doesn't cross the goal line. Absolute, pan, pandemonium, <laughs> all gone off. The Bordeaux, all the officials, are, fuck, they're going mad. At Cantona. At Cantona, what, what are you doing? He walks in, Seriously, we we end up we we're back in the dressing room. He walks in. She lost the penalty shield. We lost. They score. We go out. Right. Walks in. He takes his shirt off, puts his shirt on the peg, puts his travel tracksuit on, goes and gets on the bus. That was the last time he played in French football. And then he he comes to England. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That was Eric. That was Eric. It's so like, I can imagine it's completely unfazed. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Is that, it on, yeah. Up, is, it, is, it, yeah is, is that is it arrogance or confidence you think it's, it's just a little, a little bit of a both a little bit of both yeah I wonder if he knew that he was going to get fucked off as he just walked out and basically expected the phone call from the chairman I don't know if he knew he was going to get fucked off or he was getting a move yeah not, it, it, not he like, was going to have to he, he wasn't going to play football in France again and he had, he knew he, he and obviously he, he actually went to Sheffield Wednesday yeah. He, he trained at Sheffield Wednesday for a week like a trial yeah like a trial before he went to Leeds before they took him at Leeds so who were the managers at Leeds and Howard Howard, 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 uh, Howard Wilkinson. Wilkinson Trevor Francis was the manager at Sheffield Wednesday oh Trevor yeah but they Trevor say <laughs> they say that the weather it was a really bad week of weather and he couldn't they basically they couldn't put games on or couldn't train because it was snow or whatever it was so he was there for a week but really didn't do much or didn't they didn't see much of him and decided no they weren't going to take him but he then went to Leeds and he he become obviously the rest is history but yeah so quite an experience with yeah. with Eric Mr Cantor brilliant man yeah. really nice bloke though yeah yeah he was yeah, like, yeah. in the dressing room I don't yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was a character. Yeah, because you have a bit of yeah. crap with him. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you yeah. were abroad, obviously you've got. I can imagine you. Yeah, in England, your crack is when Thursday morning you talk about the Tuesday night, and if you're not being that, you're gonna talk about shagging, aren't you? No, I'm not talking about shagging. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm talking about boozing and that. I'm talking about boozing. You're a Thursday morning. Listen, the French boys, they all had a wife and a girlfriend, so. <laughs> There was no, there was no talking about. But the the funny thing was there. The <laughs> best, when you say about when you say about the banter, so I went and I because I'd signed in the April. I'd, a couple of months before I went, so I tried with it French because I'm like I'm going abroad. I'm going to learn the language. So I go from day one. 
I spoke French, tried to speak French. I wasn't speaking French. I tried to speak <laughs> French. And they all carried on. The, boy, the French boys carried on. So when Jasper arrives in the January, which was like the mid-season break, he walks in. I'd spoken to him a couple of days before he'd left Manchester to come over. And I said to him, I'll see you Monday. Well, he said, yeah, no problem. So as I walk in, he's sitting in the corner of the dressing room. I went, all right, all right, Jasper, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. There's six of the French boys speaking perfect English to him right <laughs> so I walked in and I thought <laughs> and you've been you've been there how long six months right? so I've gone hold on a minute what the fuck's going on here right so Jasper he's pissing himself he's gone ah, he said I speak English I speak Danish I speak German I don't speak French he said I told them they want to speak to me any language but not French I don't speak French <laughs> The guy, Eric de Milner, lived across the road from where we were living. There was two or three of us in a, like a cul-de-sac. His missus was an English teacher at the school. He spoke perfect English, not once had he muttered a word of English to me. <laughs> so, I've gone, <laughs> so I've gone, bastards, right? So they've gone, as the French you're boys you're do. You're asking him, where's the toilet? Yeah. Like thinking, as the French boys do, they went, but Clive, you wanted to speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, <laughs> bastards. So you, you could have had six months of a bit of cracking yeah. dressing room in English, and you've ended up. Oh. And I'm trying, but it was great. It was good. They, they, it, dressing rooms are the same. You know what dressing rooms it, are even like. Even the yeah. follow one. Yes. Yeah, they were the same. There was the, you know, there was the, there was the piss takers. There was the comedians. There was the, the quiet ones, the serious ones. It, dressing rooms are the same. They're, you know, they're made up of the same. Same sort of mix. It must be harder to integrate into a, a foreign dressing room than it is a... You know, if you, if you sign for a, a football club in England, there's a good chance you're going to play one or yeah. two of them. Yeah, that's, or know yeah. somebody who knows somebody. And the, the first day, oh, Brownie says you're a good lad. Yeah. That's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. then you're in, and then you, yeah. your first night out, boom, yeah. then you are in. No, they, they, um, they, they, had, an, they had an appreciation of, obviously, the whatever your skill set was, how you worked, and, and they thought I was Bernard Lacombe, a typical English centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> that, that, that probably, like, that's a little bit similar to when I signed my Fleetwood and I was Jamie Vardy's replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Every week. Who's who, who to? Mickey Mellon. Mickey Mellon. Mickey, Mickey Mellon. Oh, all right. So Fleetwood. <laughs> Have I spoke about this before? Every week, every week. But the salt Jamie Barry's left here now. Where's your place? <laughs> That's staying in, by the way. <laughs> Very similar players. Pace, yeah. <laughs> in behind, same, same punchline as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe memory's oh. terrible. That's fucking is a break, will you? Oh, going right back, well, not right back, but going back to obviously signing for, for Tottenham. That must have been a proud moment for you. Were you a Tottenham fan? Obviously, your dad. Well, I grew up, I grew up with QPR because uh, dad was playing there and then player manager there. My grandfather took me to watch dad play when yeah. I was six. So I was in and around and grew up at QPR. But I think dad used to take me to Tottenham. And when he took me, obviously, people were talking <laughs> to him, you know, oh, yeah, oh, Son of Les, which was which was a nickname I got through my career as well. Son of Les, Son of Les and <laughs> and like oh, if you're after player, your dad was. I've heard that so many times. You'll be a player. Mm. So you you know I had I had that in, in my head. But 
No, it, I just felt that it was it was my destiny that one day, hopefully, that I'd play there. Peter Trees was a manager, and his his sales pitch was uh, Clivey because I'd trained there as a schoolboy, and Peter was a coach there. And he and in '84 when I went there, he called up and said, Clivey, he said, I, I think you know where the ground is. I'll see you in the morning. And that was it. That's all you needed. And on the Thursday morning, I I pitched up at White Lane, and and so no negotiations about contract. The contract was. There's your, there's your contract. Give me a pen. And I, I signed it. But could you could you think you could have had the negotiations or possibly, but I'd, it, it just it never entered my mind. And and it was I was obviously at QPR. I went to Spurs. It it was a better contract. So I, I there was no I did. I think I wanted to go there. I, yeah. And it was so like, it could have been yeah. it could have been two pound a week yeah. more. Yeah, and, and, and I, I would have still been fine. Yeah. yeah. I'd have signed there. So now was it walking in that dressing room? Obviously. Well, I knew I knew a lot of the players. I'd played with I played with a few at like uh, junior youth levels and different things like that. Played against them, played with them, and that um, helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, you knew one or two faces, and it was like you know, it was a natural progression. There was, and and I think it, by '84, I'd had a few transfers. I'd been in and out of clubs, and um, it was like, yeah, it's always a day or so, and it probably what. You know, day, two days, and then you, then you, this is how this works. You get and yeah. you're up and away. And yeah. choose the fine list. Depending on how, depending on uh, keen the fine man is, the the first thing is that's the fine list. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh, and you start reading through it, and then you, you get a grasp. <laughs> of the do's and don'ts. You get a grasp of how the dressing room is. <laughs> that's right. Pissing yeah. in the shower. If, if that's on it, you know it's a, a bit of a oh, police is, dressing yeah. room. No, 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 no flip flops, one. No flip flops in the shower. No flip flops in the shower. Who wears flip? Shower in your house? Who the fucking hell wears flip flops? See, in the you had to. If you didn't wear them, fine. They were really hot on the fines. And the, the, the difference there, the biggest difference there in France was the goalkeeper, and you'll love this. So, international goalkeeper, Dominic Dropsy. <laughs> Sister, great, great goalkeeper, Dominic Dropsy. He was, <laughs> he's got a change. He's got a change. Look, look it up. Dominic Dropsy was a goalie. <laughs> he, he, was a, a, he was a scream. He was a mad goalkeeper, a really good goalkeeper, but mad. But he, he used to do the fines. And you were fine. When I say you were fine, for, you know, when you say you look at a fine list, you were fine for everything. Like a second late, a minute late. Um, if it was away, you're travelling away in um, your navy tracksuit, white t-shirt, blue socks, and then the next game it was blue t-shirt, white socks, and if you got it wrong, fine, fine, fine. But, so then I says, I says to the Tigana, I says, John, I said, uh, what do they do with the fines? He said, we have a meal at the end of the season, something, you know, we're having a night out. Yeah, it? well. No, best restaurant in Bordeaux, best wine, best food, and, the player, just the players, sit down like sensible, really sensible, proper. Oh, sounds, like, like, sounds like a real. <laughs> Seriously, like, dressed up, proper. Not and, a, and the lardy dars, cigar glass, really good wine. They spend they spend it on the like, you know. Nowadays it goes. They ain't going to go off, are they? No, 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 no exactly. Yeah. But that's that's what that's what they did with with the fines. Pleaty, the manager, David Plea, he left me out three games before the end of the season, a away trip to Everton. 
and I was like, I had, I got back by forty-seven goals. So obviously, I'm, I'm now, I am going for fifty. Although I'm saying I'm in not. In the season, yeah. Did you, forty-nine? Did you finish off? I finished with forty-nine. Forty-seven goals in one season. Yeah, I finished with forty-nine. My goal in the cup final was a forty-ninth. But I'm forty-seven. <laughs> we're playing Everton away, still with a chance of winning the league. And he says to me, "I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you're not travelling." I went, "You are." He said, "You're not travelling." He said. Um, I'm going to play like he played youth team striker Sean Close his name was I went Gaffer you're, you're fucking kidding me he went no no he said we've got the FA Cup final coming up he said uh, you know I don't I just don't want to risk it what, what do you mean don't want to risk it absolutely like he's joking and he didn't he, he, he said no you're not you're not travelling 47 <laughs> yeah. what we've not scored that many in those careers have we Jimmy Greaves' record? 47, well, Jimmy, 49 goals in one season? Yeah, Jimmy's record was 46. That's fucking Ballon d'Or tackle, man. <laughs> <laughs> people, people rave about Ronaldo and Messi and that, but... But the, the crazy thing was, as far as that, the um, I got done for the Golden Boot that year. A Romanian got three hat-tricks in the last three games to beat me. Completely bent. Completely bent. Just a general rule, man. No, the um, Adji. His, his Jimmy's Jimmy's record was forty six, which which I broke semi final at Villa Park, where I scored the, my forty. It was forty seventh, and then obviously the, the cup final goal, forty ninth, and I scraped the bar in the second half. Live, I think you're playing. Oh. I think you're playing this down here, right? 49 goals in one season yeah all competition there was it was a, a league the league, funny the, the, the horrible story say it's a horrible story the league cup record for the number of goals in one season was 12 which was Jeff Hurst and Rodney Marsh and Rodney Marsh was playing with my dad in 67 QPR and he scored 12 goals in they won the league cup as a third division team in 67 well they they I was <laughs> I was six years of age, right, watching my dad play in the League Cup final in 67. They played West Bromwich Albion as a third division side, QPR, and were 2-0 down at half-time, and they won 3-2 in extra time, QPR, to win the first ever League Cup final at Wembley in 67. And Rodney Marsh scored 12 goals that season in that run. Jeff Hurst did it later on for West Ham. So that season, 86-87, we're playing Arsenal in the third game of the semi-final, and I scored in each game one at, one at Highbury, one at Spurs, and then the third game was back at Spurs. We won the toss. Third game neutral, we won it. We played at home. So six minutes before the end of the third game, I score again. So I've scored three. Right. It's, it's, you know when things come back to you, right? <laughs> Charlie Nicholas Don't, you ever read your book here, <laughs> Charlie Nicholas who was and I always say it now he's a sort of throwaway who was our best player on the night he was fucking useless <laughs> turns his ankle goes off he goes off Ian Allison comes on with his first touch in the 98 uh, 88th minute scores an equaliser right so it's now one all in the third game he scores an equaliser. Ninety-second minute, the late David Rocastle scores a free kick. Ninety-second minute to win it two-one. So they win. They win the tie. Go go to Wembley. As I'm walking down the tunnel at White Hart Lane, this plonker gives me two bottles of champagne. He says, "Well done. You've broke the League Cup goal-scoring record." <laughs> <And he's, laughs> it's a bit worth begging. Right. Right. So he then goes, "Cameraman, smile." Right. 
and I'm you can, I've got the picture you, you, I'm like, just I'm been like beating semi final I walked into the dressing room and the lads were the lads literally the lads were crying it was you know when you, you've been in dressing rooms where you, yeah. you've got bashed up or, but this was like we've, we've been in front over three games until the 92nd minute of the third and we Gee. get done and he gives me these two two bottles of champagne and I broke the, and I still hold that record to this day 13 goals in the League Cup that season so they're in bits and you walk in with two bottles I of champagne I walked in with two like but what did you do with him? It's all about timing, isn't it? Yeah. What's he thinking? Yeah. 49, yeah. 49 goals in a season. It must have been. I mean, Jimmy Greaves, I imagine, was a was an idol for yourself. Well, my dad, my dad he replaced my dad at Spurs. So, dad played the 60-61 double side, best Tottenham team ever. 62, Jimmy Greaves arrives. And Jimmy, dad said to me, he's the best goal scorer you'll, you'll ever see. So then when you're getting close to his record, yeah. it must have Well, the... the, the it was 10 games into that season and I had 11 goals in the first 10 games and St. and Greasy, they used to do the TV show. On a Saturday, I, yeah. that's when, that my and first memory G- of football. Jimmy, Jimmy interviewed me and obviously I knew him because he knew Dad and, and he said, you know what, son? He said, you could break my record. And I, I looked at what, what record, Jim? He went, my club record, 46 goals. He said, you carry on like this. I was like, are you kidding? Like, you're joking, Jimmy. absolutely <laughs> joking. Jimmy Greaves saying yeah. this. He said it, in, and that was that was a, that after ten games, and it, and obviously I broke it in the, the say semi finals, broke the record, and then forty nine, yeah, forty nine's a yeah. fucking yeah. Who, was your, who was your nearest uh, pursuer? Who was second on the uh, Russia? I think <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Russia. That fucking yeah. that dickhead from uh, Liverpool with Tash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was some goal scorer. He really was. But, <laughs> Who was yeah. the best player you played with? Maradona. That's not on the notice. Thanks for the memory. No, you have to read the book because it is it was Ozzy's testimonial. We're playing Inter Milan at White Hart Lane on a Monday night. So he plays in Italy for Napoli on the Sunday. So everybody's going. And Ozzy's like, it's sort of rumoured that he's going to come and play. And they're going, no, he's not fucking coming. He's not. It's Maradona. He's played. He's the best player in the world. He's not going to play. Monday night, honestly, White Lane is rammed. Absolutely rammed. Is that because it was Ozzy's... Thing, or yeah, it, no, it was Aussie, definitely because it, no, it was Aussie. Even if, yeah, the, they, even if they loved him, he, yeah. you know, idolised him, absolutely fantastic. So with that, door, dressing room door comes, he, he walks, it's, and when I say this little bloke, <laughs> Maradona, right? And you know, you, you've been in dressing room, you know what lads are, and lads are like, fucking hell. Some, sometimes there's people comes in the dressing room and you're like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So he walks in, great lad, right? talking, saying hello to everybody. But so with that, half an hour before the game, Ozzy, in his English, which is still the same now, he's broken in, he says, uh, anyone uh, uh, boots, uh, six and a half? So, lads are looking at what? Diego needs a pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's got his fucking boots. Best player in the world. <laughs> so I've got two pairs of boots, six and a half. I'm six and a half, sorry. So Diego, I've got a new pair, which I've worn one night trying to break him in and the pair I've worn all season. So he comes over, so I said, Diego, please be my guest. So I give him the new pair of boots. So he, he, he went, no, 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 no. 
He wants it. He wants it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you telling an old man fucking Maradona to wear your boots. <laughs> Eventually, I persuade him and Ozzy, and he wears the new ones. He wears the boots. So he wears my boots. Did he have a shocker? No, honestly, him and the Hod, and I, you know, you're playing a game, and I was, I, it was, I would say, probably as a professional, it was one of the only games I was a spectator. I'm, I'm playing the game, but I'm like, fuck's sake, give him the ball, give him the ball. And I, they, do you know when you say it with a testimonial, the, the, they always start slow, don't they? You get to the point where it got quite competitive. Well, it did, because we played Milan, Inter, and they obviously, Maradona, Napoli, so they, there was, and they, the Italian boys were not. It was no. It was no uh, testimony. No friendly. Yeah, they wanted to kick him, like. Right, but him and Diego and Glenn were playing on another planet. Honestly, just to see them two teams. Right, and it was like you literally. If you got the ball, you would like fucking. There you go. go yeah. on. What can you do what? now? What can you Sit do back. now? Honestly, it was. He was. They were both. You. They were. They were both on another level, and it was. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So you know, uh, did you get your boots back? I did get my boots back, and I did get them signed. Got them yes. signed. We still got them. Well, Everybody asked that, and they well, go, "Have you still got them?" Yeah. What, what, what are you going to do with them? I said, "Have my pension." So, you know, when you say like how incredible Maradona were compared to players now, do you think Maradona were better than Messi and Ronaldo and all that? Not uh, the yes. talk football, is I it? Yes, the, the, we're talking about because he, the best he, best ever. Players in the world. he carried he carried Napoli to the Scudetto. He won he won the World Cup for Argentina. Messi hasn't done that. Messi like I, in like obviously, Messi's one of the best I've ever seen. There's no doubt about that. But he was he was something else. Seriously, something else. Yeah, I think we from being from our era, we've not really seen enough of him to comment on. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was. Watched the, footage, the, best for me, mate, the best for me is Pelly because when he got his crap rib, mate, and escaped to victory, and he scored that on record. <laughs> <laughs> he's Ozzie, he's Ozzie the best was, for me. Ozzy was playing in that. <laughs> yeah. So obviously later on, you come back Man City, then Chelsea. Who was it? Chelsea? Vinnie Jones? And yeah, Little Wisey, Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise, yeah. yeah oh. Wisey was there. He's on our Andy shit Townsend. Um, and, and obviously Vinny, who was a who was a character. The way I'd, I'd always describe Vinny's, he, he he knew exactly what he was capable of doing, and he used you know he played to his strengths. Yeah. Simply as simple as that. Um, Even if his strengths were quite basic. Yeah, absolutely. We've heard a few tales that he, he liked he liked the limelight in terms of making the headlines. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because my story about Vinny at Chelsea was you know what it's like in a dressing room. So Vinny was one of those that he was he was everyone's friend. He was always, you know, I'm I'm Vinny and so in the mornings <laughs> I'm Vinny. <laughs> he'd come in and we were at Harlington then, which was a really basic training ground. One treatment table in the in cold dressing rooms at Harlington, there was like twelve dressing rooms. First team were in one. Come in, in the morning and he'd bring the he'd bring the papers and the biscuits so we could have a cup of tea and biscuits. So as the apprentices come in He'd clip them round the ear as he would, you know. Morning, Vinnie boy, don't forget. Right. <laughs> uh, pot of tea for the boys. So as he come out, as they come back with a pot of tea, he's always going, look, this is how it works. You get the biscuits for the boys, you get the papers. He says, by the way, have you seen this? So the lad's gone, what's that? He said, none of your back page crap. <laughs> 
He said, look, he flipped the paper over, turned it one page. He said, that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> so the, he said, so don't forget. He's not made fucking tits out on page three, has he? It was like, he's, he's, he's in the paper inside not not on the sports page <laughs> inside. he knew he knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly where he was going yeah but he, he was a, I would say he was a good pro he was what, a, what had he done to get in the I can't remember what it was but he, he made sure the apprentices knew and, and yeah. he made sure Everybody we all knew, knew as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that was Vinny and he was a, he was a he was a great character yeah. he really was I can't remember who we spoke about it before with but saying that he was Almost setting up for the career that he's absolutely after, after yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was everything that that you know his football career was what it was, and he was making the most of that. But he, he was channeling himself, and he was get, he was get he was getting to where he wanted to be. There was no yeah. doubt. I think <laughs> was, even sure, to the point of if he hadn't been in the in the headlines for a month or so, he'd just go and get sent off. Yeah, he'd make something happen. Yeah, definitely. And just yeah. If he's got a PR man, it's fucking good work. He's done well for him, hasn't he? And now he's an X Factor. That's Is right. He? Singing. I'm not sure, he if, that, I'm not sure if that's his. He no. can't sing. Sorry, Vinny, but he can't sing. <laughs> Even in the showers, he can't sing. I'm not sure if that's his, the, the career path that he, he went to just to be on X Factor. He's done. He's done fucking 110 films or something, but he got an X Factor, so fair play, but it all worked. He's made it, hasn't he? It all worked. Yeah, so that, that was that was an interesting time. It was at Chelsea as well at that time where Ken Bates was the chairman and Chelsea were on the brink. And it, what, going under? It, and it, it, it is rumoured that at the, right at that time, and I left to go to West Ham, and the day that I left to go to West Ham, they sold Jason Cunley to Spurs for 750 grand. They sold me to West Ham for 250 grand and Kevin Wilson to Notts County. And they say that the money raised that day actually stopped the banks foreclosing on Chelsea and Ken yeah. Bates. It's, it's all rumour, but it, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a really uh, pivotal time for, for Chelsea Football Club at that time. And then obviously the rest is history. A few years later, Abramovich comes and buys it off of, off of Ken and... There must be some record there for you playing for London clubs. Like, I can't imagine there's many other players that play for Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, Crystal Palace. See if he gets them all. I bet he yeah. get them all. Chelsea? Hold on. No. Millwall. <laughs> Millwall. Mil yeah. Still missing one. Yeah, QPR. Uh, there we go. My course. first club, yeah. QPR, so Arsenal, Crystal Palace. What I say, obviously, nowadays, a lot of players, they go on loan, they go and play. You know, Harry Kane's been to a lot of clubs as a loan player. But I was actually bought and sold, so I was contracted. I was, you know, it was a permanent transfer. So these were country. actual actual deals, deals yeah. As, yeah. So, never fans coming up north or what? Yeah, I did go north. Uh, I did you, go north. I came like back from France. I come back from France to City, and I love I love my time in Manchester. I loved I love City as a football club. Um, you know the the, the, the uh, you know the, I think the supporters were really passionate about yeah. their, their football club I, I enjoyed my time I didn't play enough there if, I, if I'm honest yeah. I, I would have loved to play more games than I did but I had I had a, I had a good time there talking about like old school you've got Peter Reid Jerry Taggart and Gary Megson all yes. in the same dressing room yeah I was good in that dressing room I was in that dressing room and when Reedy the funny one is with Meggie with Gary Megson when Reedy told me to go away like Claude Best is in France when Reedy said you can go and I said I'm not going anywhere and he sent me the other side of Manchester to train with the kids and those kids were like Paul Lake um, 
Andy Inchcliffe, all those young players emerging. I, I, as a senior player, I trained with them for 10 weeks and then they had, a, they had a flu epidemic and injury crisis and I got the call. So I got the call to come and play for the first team, back in the first team. And it wasn't really who called me, it was Sam, his, his, his assistant. So it was Friday, he said, Clive, I, said, I didn't know it was. Clive, he said, uh, bring your gear. We're at, the, we're at Main Road tomorrow training. We've got Notts County away on Sunday in the FA Cup. I said, okay. So he said, uh, don't be late. Make sure you're there. Bring your overnight stuff. So, of course, I'll pitch up in the dressing room. As we run out, there's Colin Hendry. There's a few of the, few of the boys. Um, the Everton connection, that, that certainly, that arrived at City when I was there. Gary Megson. So... Maggie's waiting as Reedy comes out, who's player manager, coming out to train. He went, Gaffer, Gaffer, who's a new player? I told you you're a funny fucker. <laughs> 49 goals, 49 goals in a season, who's the new player? Who's the new lad? Like, so, of course, Reedy's, Reedy's not happy with him. So, unfortunately, he makes a big mistake, Reedy. He puts me on the bench for the game the following day, Sunday. So, with that, and he, uh, I, I hold my hands up now, it's something I've never done before. But every time I was up to warm up, I'm towards the city supporters at that end, left hand side. So of course they're cheering, whatever. So I go on first touch, I score in my first touch. As I come on and sub, score in my first touch. Two minutes later, go through, get brought down, penalty. Right. So with that, as I as I've gone down, I pick the ball up and I look back. Steve Redman, cap young centre half coming up to take the penalty. It's all right, Redo, I'll take it. <laughs> Reed is playing, right? So he's standing on the halfway line with his hands on his knees, looking at me, absolutely like eyeballing me. <laughs> is he he's like, No, he's like, and I've gone, it's all right, Stevie, I'll take this. Because Reed is looking at me as if to say, <laughs> bastard, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to take it. I, I, and I've turned round, <laughs> I've taken it, scored, I've gone up the fence, I've gone onto the fence, Kissing the bag. <laughs> all the lads, all the lads, all the lads are over, aren't they? All the lads are over. They're like, God, they're, they're all like, yeah, well, I'm great. So with that, as I turn around, Reedy's still on the halfway line. He's like, <laughs> you can see he's growling, right? We win the game. We go to the dressing room after as I walk in. All the lads, yeah, well done. Didn't say, Reedy's not said a word. So as I come out of the dressing room, you can imagine all the press away. Oh, Clive. Um, where, where have you been for the last 10 weeks? Have you been injured? Uh, no. Um, well, what's been happening? Uh, you better ask the manager. <laughs> right. So, so gone, I've been fucking training <laughs> with the kids. Right. <laughs> so with that, I've got, I've got on the bus. Got, oh, it must have been about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. I get in if I, I want to see you in the office. <laughs> right. Reading. So I go, main road, go in the office. So he's there. He's got all the papers across the desk of course he's got you know oh, the manager's like I've trained with the kids and all this they've, they've found out what's happened what the fuck's this I've gone well it's the truth he's gone so I'm turned to walk back out of the office he's gone where the fuck are you going I said well, I'm going back over to train with the kids and they trained at a different <laughs> training ground to the first thing he said no you're fucking not he says get yourself round to Platte Lane he said you're playing Tuesday night in the FA, uh, the League Cup, it was a uh, League Cup. So I went, what? He said, 
you're you're st- you're fucking stopping. You're right. Right. Through gritted teeth. Right. So I'm fucking starting. So I've got to fucking start you. Right. So this this you know this was the the fallout with with really brilliant. And then years obviously years later, I've, I've worked with him numerous times in media. I would never have had Reedy as Dan as... Uh, yeah, he was a very young manager. It was, was early days right, of his manager. And he said that. He said that to me. He said, you know, look, he said, it, it happened. And, and I was like, absolutely, it's, it's football. Yeah. Yeah. But it was... But at Notts County, I was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been but like, I, I, I missed this fucking penalty. Listen, I, I spoke to him about... There's, there, it's all in the book. and the, We spoke to him about it, and he was like... No, it wasn't like that. It was like, oh, yes, it was. he got a different version <laughs> of events? Was it turned yeah. the tables? Yeah. <laughs> right. no, he's, he's good. But, but, but even on that note, even as you're starting out as a manager, you still got to learn your way yeah, exactly. through it. Yeah. Was it because he didn't make you as a player? Uh, possibly, yeah. Obviously, was there a personality difference as well? I think the thing was, obviously, I'd... I'd sort of been in and out with Howard uh, and he was Howard's assistant when, when Howard was manager before he left before Reedy took over and then uh, I think the thing was he was trying to make his mark he was trying to yeah. make you know but the, the crazy thing is as I, as I say it now we actually see the, see the game very similar and we talk about players now and we, and we like the same players the same type of thing the way teams play and so and we we get on really well. It's amazing that yeah. that happened all those years ago, and we you know now it's like we have we have a laugh, we have a chuckle about it now. It's, it's did, you, did you actually did you actually like at the time think what a fucking dickhead this is? Yeah, it's like well, like, fuck you, I'm I'm off. Yeah, you know, I'm, there's, there's there's ways to get people out of clubs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. Chucking on with yeah. kids, other side of Manchester. Yeah, and, I, and, yeah. and he he said that as well. Since uh, you know, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't the right way. And he, he he might well have learned from that and not done it again. I'm yeah, sure, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But football is great. It's what was your best time in coaching? Was it was it with Harry? Is yeah. that the time you were enjoying it? Obviously, yeah. well, it's got to be at Champions League. Tottenham, oh yeah, fantastic. Club. Yeah, the the whole the whole experience. Obviously. Um, you know, we got the result at City to to finish and, and make Champions League, and then the, then the playoff game, we played uh, young boys from Switzerland, got through to the group stages, then got through the group stages. Uh, but we had some players, obviously, when you got the likes of Modric, you got Gareth Bale, who, who you know come of age. the The Inter Milan game was just absolutely unbelievable. You know, we're we're we're, lo- we're losing going in the dressing room, and, and Harry was shaking. It's like, right, and we we go into the coach's room as he used to do, a couple of minutes, let the boys settle down, and come in, and he's just let rip. Like this is embarrassing. We're going to get done eight. We're going to get done ten. You, you know, we we were we were a man down. We were struggling, and Gareth just went out and just like obviously we we end up we lose the game. I think it's four three, and he's he scored a hat trick, and it was just he, it was like. Wow, this kid can you know what this kid can't do. Could you see it from? You saw it, in, yeah. You saw not when he first arrived. He arrived, and I said it. He, he arrived as a kid. He was a baby. He really was. I played, played, against, played, against, against, played against Gareth Bale at. It was at Southampton when I were at Stoke. And this fucking weird little left yeah. back. Yeah. He was like a, He was a kid. He was yeah. a baby. He was. He was like a fucking twiggler. But what? That you're right because what? What? happened when he came to us was he that's exactly how it was and what we found was he was playing he was playing for Southampton 
but he wasn't training. So basically, he'd play. They'd wrap him up in cotton wool. He'd be in the treatment room. He'd have a little, you know, little bruise here or yeah. an hamstring there or whatever it was. Keeping so, him fit to sell off. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't training. Basically, he wasn't training. But they they just literally rolled him out from game to game, and he had he had a natural. He was a natural athlete. He was he was an athlete, but he was he was a baby. He was he, like you say. Yeah. He was, so he comes to us. He he was fragile. He, he really. How much did you pay for him? I don't know because he was. We thought he was going to Man United, and then we we managed to sign him. Mm. So I don't know what the finances were, but what happened was because he come to us, he's left home, so he's left mum, and he was a mummy's boy. He's coming. He's living on his own, and he basically, you know, what the sports scientists are like. They're all like they're all trying to get him going. He, he ends up. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. But he starts. He starts. He, he didn't. He didn't want to go home to an empty flat in the afternoon, so he stays in the club. He's in the gym. Sports sciences are getting into him. Right, we can make you stronger. All of a sudden, he's gone from this. Like you say, he's gone from this stick end. He's gone like this. Yeah. Right. He's spending more time on himself. He starts training and training every day regularly. He, he'd become an athlete, and then in, in training and you know the players that we had like the Defoe's, Modric, those players. And he he do think you know you know when you you're in a session and someone does something and the players go, wow, what did, he, you did he just yeah. do that? Yeah. And and like Modric, fucking hell, it might just be one little thing, here. yeah, where he let the ball run, he spin, and he was so quick. That was the that's one it, thing. Right? That's he, the, and they go, I went, wow. The and t- then, was that right? I don't know if you were at the club when the tra- when they were gonna. He was, was going. Going he to was Forest. Yeah, he was going. You're going so f- from your point of view. Could you think? Did you just think one of them players that he's got ability, but he's never gonna be good enough to yeah. make it? Yeah, well, you, you, you know, you know, you didn't know that he could fulfil that potential. That was the thing, and he played. He played numerous reserve games for us. And you're looking at him and you think, and Harry was like, <laughs> so was, were, were he not great in the reserves then, or was was no, he great? It, there was glimpses. There was little bits. But he, he, I'm not saying he wasn't trying, but he he wasn't. He wasn't flat to the boards in the reserve games. Would you say it's the hard work that's got him where he is? Oh, definitely, absolutely, yeah. He's, yeah. He's and then he's got he's got incredible na- natural ability. He, as an athlete, he's like you know. How but by focusing in on being an athlete, yeah. that that yeah. focuses in on your natural ability. As yeah, well. I would, I would say he's more. I might, obviously never worked with him. I would say he's more of an athlete than he is a talented footballer. Yeah, I I I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I would say. So do you know, like Tarat, yeah, is a Absolute. Oh, talent. he's a te- technician. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I imagine Tarap's got more ability than Gareth Bale. Technical ability. Yeah. 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 But right, he Tarap was was the worst athlete. Yeah. So Gareth's athleticism just made him. Well, it took him well, to another level. Run, if you can run past any foot, yeah. right? You've yeah. Right. Have a chance, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And really? then, then he had a bit. Then he had skill. He had yeah. A, a, he's a wand of a left foot. Yeah. Absolutely. And he, and he could jump and head the ball like you know, spring, amazing. Even, even when you see the uh, you know like the uh, the hundred club and you, and Gareth Bale's putting an assist in, he's still at his little frail kid, isn't he? He's all ears, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just <laughs> <laughs> no, he's all ears. I didn't get the laugh he deserved, man. Sorry, oh. but he's <laughs> oh, please you heard it. Where all ears are you? Are, <laughs> To be fair, he has done it because obviously going to going to Madrid, you think he's he, you know he come to us and you you see how he developed with us at Spurs. To go to Madrid, you thinking like that, 
it's, it's the highest level. Before we finish, we've got to ask about this NFL. I know you've probably talked about it a million Is that times. True, that? I kicked for the um, London Monarchs in NFL Europe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm working at. I'm working Was at you Sco- into it beforehand? I watched it, yeah. I watched yeah. it in Channel 4 when it first came on the, on the telly <laughs> in, way back in the 80s. And I think watching the game, I always thought, well, if there was something I could do, probably I might be able to be a kicker. But yeah, obviously wasn't exceptionally quick to be a wide receiver or whatever it might be running well, back are you interested in, in, uh, interested in NFL to watch it and I just watched it I just love watching it so then I'm working at Sky Sky were covering NFL Europe and a guy by the name of Oliver Luck calls me who's the president of NFL Europe so he calls me up Clive it's Oliver Luck I'm president of NFL Europe we want you to kick for the Monarchs and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, who is it? Someone's wi- uh, seriously, yeah. someone's winding me up at Sky. One of the boys. Uh, five minutes later, he's like, "No, no, I'm, uh, genuinely, I'm Oliver Luck. I'm the president." And Oliver, in his day, was a was a big quarterback. I didn't know, but he was a big quarterback. So anyway, trying to talk me into kicking for the Monarchs. So I said, "Look, I, I, I I'd love to, but I, I I don't think this is for real." He said, and then he then he's like, "This is for real." He said. We've got seven teams in Europe, one of which is London. We want a national kicker with each team. Okay, fine. So I said, I'll tell you what, if I can try it, I'll try. I said, but if, I, if I'm not comfortable with it, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to m- mug myself off. So he said, Clive, it's no problem. So I said, what do you mean it's no problem? He said, it's no problem. He said, we'll send you to Miami to a kicking coach from the Miami Dolphins. So I said, okay, fine. He said, we'll fly you out we'll there. We'll have an out of it. Yeah, we'll, Minimum. we'll fly you out there. He said, a guy by the name of Doug Blevins will meet you. You're going to love this, right? So I've gone, Doug Blevins? He said, yeah, Doug Blevins, kicking coach, Miami Dolphins. He will, he basically will teach you. So, okay, fine. So get on the plane. Day before I leave, he rings me. So he said, Clovis Oliver. He said, uh, all good. He said, it's all arranged. Doug will meet you at Miami uh, Rivals when you get off the plane. So I said, great. So he said, don't be alarmed. He said, he'll be on his scooter, right? So I said, he'll be on his what? He said, he'll be on his, his little bike. Moped scooter. Scooter. Little, uh, <laughs> right? So, okay, fine, right? So I'm thinking, I've been set up here, massively been set up. <laughs> so I fly to Miami, but get off the plane, walk through Rivals, as I walk through Rivals, Doug Blevins comes round on his little bike. He's a paraplegic. He's on this little. He comes round the corner. Hi, Clive. Doug Blevins. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. I'm, I'm thinking, oh my god, what have I done? He's follow me. So and he's, he's your coach. He's your kicking coach. Seriously, he's the kicking coach for the Miami Dolphins. I'm like, this is not for real. <laughs> so he takes me to the hotel, check in. Says, right, tomorrow morning I'll meet you. We go to the fields and we start. Okay, Doug, no problem. Can he teach me to? How can he teach me to kick an American football? Right, eight o'clock in the morning, he scoots round. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. So takes me to the the, the uh, university grounds. So we go out. He's, um, I'm trying to kick. I'm trying to kick these. Now the, the American football is lighter than a rugby ball. And basically, if you don't if you don't kick it right, it deviates. It goes all over. It wobbles. It goes all over the place, right? 
So I'm I'm kicking it with a bent knee, like he kicked like kick football, right? So he's like, no, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. He's, he's sitting on his little bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he's hilarious. <laughs> so with that, it's like, I'd say probably about 20, 30 minutes. And in the end, he just, he completely flips. God damn it, he says. I fucking told you, it's not a soccer ball. He said, lock your knee, right? Point your toe. You've got to keep your legs straight, right? He, go, he completely goes into one. So I'm like, Doug, Doug, look, all right. Fuck it. He's gone. He's fucked off on his bike. <laughs> He's gone. He's left me now. I'm standing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, for this. I'm like, right, I said, no, Doug, I'll come back, come back. He's shot off. Have a piss. Then he's come back. He's come back. He said, "Sorry, Clive." So I've gone. No, it's all right, Doug. No, no problem <laughs> at all. So he said, "Right, let's get back to business." Right. So eventually, he's unbelievable. He like he, he sorts me out. He's like, "Got to do this. You got to do that." So I start, pew, pew, start nailing them, hitting them straight. <laughs> so then, what happens is we all go to camp in Atlanta. All the seven teams from Europe, because they're all the American. They're basically all the reserve players from all the NFL teams. They farmed them out to Europe for the summer to play in NFL Europe. So if you'd, you'd been at, say you're at Jets, you haven't played many games, they want to see you play, they send you to Amsterdam or wherever the, the team's Fuck are. it, where's the fucking wood? Honestly, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So then I'm, I'm, so I'm, I, play for, I play for the Monarchs. So I kick for the Monarchs. So the very first game, we're at Chelsea. We played at Stamford Bridge. Very first game, 40 lads in the dressing room. Like we've got all the gear, you have to wear Yeah, the got the whole lot, right? So I've got a couple of American guys. One who's the holder, one who's the punter. So we sit. So we're special teams because we're the kicking team. We're the special team. So we're sort of at the side. All the linemen are over there. All the others. So with that, Lionel comes in. The, the coach, real like real good player in his day, but a real like real lad, real card. So he comes in. All right, lads. I'm thinking, right, this is like this is the this is the big G up. So he's gone. Take a knee. So I've gone, take a knee. So he's gone, take a knee, boys. So I'm fucking, I've gone to the American. <laughs> take a knee. Said, what is that? He said, we're going to pray. I said, going to what? He said, we're going to pray. I said, why are we going to pray? He said, we want to come back alive. Right? So I've gone, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> he's gone, he's gone, you have to take a knee, you have to pray. He said, because you don't know if you're coming back alive. I went, what? Right, so we go out, we go all go running out, right, so we're on the touchline. So I've never, I've not even seen the game, I've seen it on telly, but I've not witnessed the game live. So I'm standing right on the touchline. <laughs> so as I'm standing on the touchline, you've, all the teams, all the special teams, have got their own coach. So my special team's coach is going to be Clive. Stand back, stand back. So I'm going, no, no, I'm all right, I wanna, I wanna, see, I wanna see what's going on, I wanna see this. He's gone, Clive, stand back. Okay, coach. Right. <laughs> right, with that, they've kicked the ball. The guy's caught the ball. He's come running down the touchline. He's got wiped. When I say he's got wiped, our boys have come across. Bang! And we've all got. We've all got. Basically, we just got wiped out. Even the, 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 all the, the cloud. Yeah. Right. Because it's narrower than a than a football pitch. So you're you're like standing on the touchline, but on the grass. We're all on the floor. Coach has come over to pick me up. I fucking told you to stand back. He said, you get injured, we've got no fucking kicker. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone, I'm like, 
you can, honestly, you cannot believe it. It's like, <laughs> like, you didn't, you didn't yeah. think it was that? It is absolutely. If you imagine, put a helmet on, right, and run at that wall as fast as you can and head, head the wall with the helmet. That's what they're doing. They're trying to kill one another. Seriously, <laughs> they're trying to kill one another, right? So with that, we had a, I have to go on for my first kick. <laughs> PAT. So we've got a touchdown. So as as we what happens is as they're driving with the ball up the field, your team, you're in possession of the ball, you're moving them. The special team goes out, field goal, field goal, and then we get a, we get we get. So a, when you we get when you get a touchdown, yeah. you've got to kick after that. Yeah, you? PAT. It's called a point after touchdown. So you go on to kick the point, but it's only a short kick. It's only like you should, you, you never miss them. You you field goals are a bit further out, and you can miss them, but the PAT you never. So. We get a touchdown, so my first kick is a PAT, little little kick over the post, right? So as we're driving down with the ball, he, the special teams coach, he's he's telling me like, get yourself ready, like get ready, field goal, <laughs> field goal, field goal. oh touchdown, PAT, special teams, kicking team, on you go, right? So I go running on, but I can't get the strap on my helmet done up. It's a popper thing, and I'm trying to pop the strap. Right? <laughs> So I get to, you get out there and you say to the holder, you say to her, right, spot it there. You have to step off from the spot where he's going to hold the ball. Do they throw the kick back? The, the oh, cent- the kick? No, the centre snaps the ball back, right? No, they offer the, 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 the one after the try. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a rugby job. No, no, no. no, no it's, it's, a, it's, it's basically you've got your line, your defensive line, and the centre is the one that snaps it back. He, he flips he the ball legs. back. Back you to your holder. You still have to throw back to put it down. Yeah. Kick yeah. It over. yeah. But you have to you have to start running before he snaps it. Right. Because basically you've got to meet you've so got to meet it. Because if you don't get there at the same time, they they will come and block it. Right. So the, it's all about timing. And right. It, but so of course, they snap. He, center snaps the ball back. I run up, and I. And I've gone to the holder. I've gone. I can't get me. He's fuck the goddamn hell. He said, "Just keep the fucking goddamn ball, <laughs> right?" So with that, the centre snapped it. I'm like, I've run. I've hooked it over the corner flag. It's gone like fucking <laughs> over there, right? So I'm as I'm coming off. I'm like, sorry lads, sorry lads, like fuck. So all the linemen, all the big boys are sitting on the bench, right? Who have basically been fucking knocking shit out of one another to get the touchdown, right? I'm going, sorry lads. They go. Fucking sit down, donkey. Four and goals! Four and goals! Right? So, Play with Maradona! Like, yeah, sorry, lads, sorry, lads. And I've gone, I've gone right up the other end of the benches, like, and I've just sat. I, and, and of course, you don't you don't get in the game again until you've got another kick. So you're like, sitting there. So you've got to sit and stew on it. Sit, yeah, exactly. And it, is, it was a most amazing, it was an amazing experience. Absolutely. It was an incredible experience. How many games did you play? Uh, seven. We were crap. We were. We had a bad line. <laughs> did you, did you, did you kick any many over? No. Not? What happened then? I, we 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 didn't have a good season. But I I won I won a game at Murrayfield against the Claymores, Scottish Claymores, and I won a game against Barcelona with a last minute field goal uh, in the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona. It was. And, and, did you celebrate? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in Scotland, <laughs> I went mad in Scotland. <laughs> I would come back in the dressing room going, "Yeah, we fucked the jocks and all this." Right? <laughs> And they're all going, all these American boys going, is he for real? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, come on, boys, we've like we've just like we've done them. And then, and like, and then the one in Barcelona was the was the one when they 
because it because it was a the the Barcelona was a was a really like late like late, late kick. If I if I make the kick, we win, and I did. And then then they will take me out. On, in Barcelona. If I made the kick, yeah, I make the kick, and then then they're, they're like, good job, like, and, and they wanted. They said, right, you're out with us tonight, and I, I have, you go out with a lineman. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It was. How did that actually yeah. come about? It was because because um, each national team had a national kicker. The NFL, very, very clever at marketing, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, publicity. Yeah. It was great. It was brilliant. <laughs> great experience. Well, cheers, Clive. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Much. If cheers. anybody wants to buy the, the book, book buy it. <laughs> yeah. well, cheers. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Enjoyed fantastic. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.